This is the Hard Mark Podcast, starring Eric Donaldson and Ryan Murphy. Hey everybody, welcome to the Hardmark Podcast. My name is Eric Donaldson. I'm the host of this thing. I host the Hardmark Podcast, if you weren't already aware of that. And with me today, as always, is the man of a thousand compliments, the soul skater, the mater d' of Matt drama, the Tampa Bay topsider, the living painting, the talent. Yeah. Ryan Murphy. There we go. That was better than last uh, last time we did this. Uh, Was it? I don't have any remembrance of that. Last time you got the talent... The Tampa Bay Topsider, I don't know if that was in there last time, but I like, you know. I said it last time, and then I think you interrupted me because you were, the the <laughs> talent is the only one that you've actually, like, globbed onto and taking a, a liking to, I think. I do like that, yeah. Yeah. So you got to bring the energy level up, is what I'm saying. I mean, if you're going to be the talent, it has to be, like, a high-energy episode today. I mean, I think you could argue the last 15 episodes I've really brought the, the talent. Or, or brought the, you know, you know, uh, oh, I might have. Um, (laughs) but i think i think you know the viewers would would understand so yeah no they they, our our listeners would understand there are are no viewers just yet uh but you know who knows who knows where this will this will go how's it going ryan how are you doing how are you enjoying this quarantine i hate it (laughs) we we were discussing before uh off air before we started recording about this was originally by all intents and purposes, planned to be the year of Ryan. The year of Ryan has been ruined so far. Canceled, like completely. <laughs> Canceled the year James. of Ryan. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, I don't know. It's, I. I expected all this time off to be a fucking great thing, you know. Uh, sure. And now you can't do anything. So. We were going to have all this. I thought, what a yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. No, not me. <laughs> Didn't you tell me that you were getting like into like video games and stuff? Yeah, I, I mean, I bought a lot of video games. I didn't get into them, so it was kind of a waste of money there. Um, what, what games did you buy? I bought MLB The Show uh, 20, 2020. First of all, I don't know if you've heard of you might San Diego Studios, <laughs> fucking garbage game producer. I just uh, they, I mean. <laughs> okay, this is not where I expected the beginning of this podcast to to land on. But go on, tell us more about San Diego Studios. It's it's a it's actually okay. So the game itself is well done, but they they could not sell you more shit in this fucking game. It, uh, it's it's just impossible for them to try to feed that in more. Uh, it's like it's worse than EA. It is it is just disgusting how much. <laughs> That said, you know, for for how bad that is, the game quality is actually pretty good. So I'll give them that. But uh, they try to sell you on every corner of that game. So that was the one. That was like the big one. And then I bought uh, the Golf Club 2019. That's a fun game. I bought like City, I think City Skyline too, which is like a... That that doesn't seem like a Ryan Murphy type of game. If I'm just uh, gonna go out and really, say it, I, yeah, I haven't really gotten that into it. But <laughs> did you did you ever play like Sim City or anything like that growing yeah, up? Yeah, I did. I played the Sim Sim City. I, I liked them. Um, I have City Skylines on on PC, and I liked it a lot more than I do on PlayStation. But I just kind of like I felt like I had this TV, and I wanted to like you know utilize the space on the TV. Um, it's not as good on console as it is on PC, but that's not the, that's that's a. That's not their problem. It's a good game. So. One day we'll work up to a uh, 
uh, a segment, a reoccurring video game review segment with Ryan Murphy. I will say, for the record, yeah. you are the worst video game player I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> like outside of like three year old children, you're you're very bad at video games from what I've noticed. And that was one time, Eric. That was one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't think I just, that's true. I understand where you get that impression off based off that experience, mm-hmm. but uh, it was it was only one time. You have to have a whole sample size. So okay, all right. Uh, that's 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 fair. I'll I'll I won't officially pronounce you as the worst video game, but from what I've observed, you're you're <laughs> uh, bad at them. But I, I would love to see you in your element one of these days. Uh, quick huh. aside, in case anyone has noticed that there's some kitcheny noises in the background. Uh, obviously, we are not in our normal studio-based environment where we are shielded from the elements. Uh, this is cooking. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ryan has limited space to work with, and so he he has to make do with what he's got. So you know, if anything, it, it should make you feel like you're at home in an Italian kitchen when you're listening to this podcast. Just smell it; it's good stuff. She's what, what's Greta making? Uh, chili. Oh, an old standby. Yeah, it's, it's, it's some of the best chili. Yeah, uh, I would. I'll, maybe I'll send you some in a box, and you know. Mm-hmm. We'll check on Goldbelly. See if Goldbelly has any chili hey. that they can uh, yeah. can order. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what's going on. Uh, so I do have a couple things uh, to, to discuss. I guess first and foremost, because you have been so up in arms over this, uh, I had some some free time. I was like, you know what? I should just knock out some things that I've been postponing. Brink 2. Yes, I mean, I don't know. It's been like several months, Eric. You haven't had any free time in the past several months? Can I just say, I know Greta can hear me right now. <laughs> Greta's a saint. For putting up with you, nothing, <laughs> nothing pleases you. You're like even when I do something nice and I and I watch this thing that you sent to me, it's never good enough. It, it's oh, you didn't watch it months ago. Like I watched it, Ryan. Can't you be happy that I watched it? Did you? Um... You're not gonna acknowledge that. No, no. It took him fucking like six months. <laughs> Christmas. Uh, did you, did you, I, I know I sent you a Brink one, like just kind of highlight reel, but did you actually watch the first one or no? I watched the highlight reel. Okay. So you kind of, you had a, uh, foundation or. Yes. I saw the foundation. I saw like the bad guy character with the long hair and how he's a piece of shit to everybody. And then, and so for the record, so just in case anyone doesn't recall our conversation about this from a few episodes ago, Brink is a, was a Disney movie about, uh, inline skating and there was an evil skater who was getting $200 a week from his sponsorship <laughs> deal. And then he was recruiting Brink, who's a, a soul skater, someone who skates for the love of the skate. That's and right. his love of the game right there. Yeah. Love, of the, love, the love of the skate game. Yeah, no, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, well so I watched, I watched yeah. both the recap of Brink 1 and then uh, immediately launched into the Brink 2 okay. recording. I am so interested to hear uh, your opinions on this. I can't uh, imagine uh, anything but highly of uh, this movie. I, I tried taking notes. I don't know that I took that many notes. Um, so I will say I think the highlight for me was towards the beginning of the, the movie. The, the, are we just calling him Brink? Should we call him something besides Brink or just Brink? Andy Brink Brinker. Yeah. Okay. That let's call. Let's just say Brink. Uh, the the bit at the beginning where Brink is getting a hand job from two girls at the same time, I found that to be. Funny. 
Um, I, you know, when he when he jumps over the like the the little jump and he just kind of does a quick grab. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, the whole thing just. But so, but you, here's what you're probably missing on that part. The guy who comes up and he's like, like, hey, Brink, you the man, Brink. Yeah. I, I think you missed his role in the movie because I don't think that was highlighted. Uh, but that was an important part. Okay. So, I mean, I'm trying to fill in the gas for you, but that that was a meaningful like. So okay. Um, <laughs> so there were other things that I that that I noticed that I assumed were probably callbacks that I was not aware of, um, like the celery chopping. I'm assuming that that was something that kept happening in the original Brink. No. Oh, okay. I think she was just kind of a generic mom, uh, even in the original Brink. But I that that was one of my favorite fucking. <laughs> I don't know. I love that part. Uh, the highlight for me, for sure. Um, let's see here. Liberal use of music that probably wasn't paid for. I definitely heard some Red Hot Chili Peppers, some Alanis Morissette, and some Disturbed. So that's why I got taken off. But you can't find this video anywhere because they got, like, I, I believe they were sued um, for all. Oh, sued? I shouldn't say that. I, I don't know, but I, I'm assuming. They, I mean, it was taken down by Disney for all the copyright like infringements, and, and so um, yeah. But that was that was the main reason. Yes, exactly why that you can't find that video. Um, okay. So that makes sense. But you have me to provide it to you as I talk to the owner. Of the- Absolutely. Yeah, you've got some inside uh, inside yeah. knowledge, inside references there. And then last last note, uh, I'm a, I have to assume that this movie was. I don't know if you want to call it a movie. This video was made around the same time that The Dark Knight came out uh, due to the end where Brink is basically being described as Batman. It, Are you clicking a pen? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I forget that I can't do that. Yeah, um, you have to cut a lot of that out probably. Sorry. Um, yeah, it, it could have been, you know, and, and so this is a little like embarrassing. I still haven't seen that movie and I really, I do want to. I, what? I, You've never seen Dark Knight? I've seen like pieces of it, and it's something I do like plan and and do want to see. I just haven't. <laughs> I've heard it's one of the better movies that was ever made. Uh, I mean, it's really good for a Batman movie. I don't know. I mean, it at the time it was amazing, but uh, I don't know. I don't know that I would describe it as like one of the best movies ever made, but it's certainly I, very it's good. Ever, I don't know. I haven't seen it, so. But yeah, it is, it is very good. It's it's worth watching. Yeah, I'll watch it eventually. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you're doing with your time right now, Ryan. Clearly, nothing productive. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I think you're you're probably right. They uh, that was yeah, definitely towards the end. Um, again, copyright. Are you? That's a that's an October beer, isn't it? Yeah. It's a, it's nice. Pancacino. Okay. It's yeah. the last one from uh, from Halloween time. Um. So, what did you think overall? Um, I think it was. Uh, I think it was better than I expected it was going to be, from a from a production standpoint. Um, I don't know what I was really expecting from it, but uh, yeah, it was it was better than I expected it was going to be. It made me chuckle at a couple of different points. I definitely felt like there were bits where, if I was more familiar with the original source material, I probably would have enjoyed it a little bit more. I think the only reason I even watched it and then uh, was so because I I still I I'll go back and watch it but like I was a huge Brink fan especially because like this came out like ninety eight 
mm-hmm. eight years old. I was, you know, so you got caught up in this stuff, you know, something California skating movies, and then this thing came out, and uh, I searched so hard. I searched the fucking entire web to find it. I could not find it anywhere. Cause, uh, when, do you know approximately when this was made, when Brink 2 was created? I, I My guess is, like, around 2012. Oh, really? That's my guess. I'd have to, yeah. I think that's when I first started, because it was on YouTube. Um, so Dark Knight came out in 2008, so my hunch would be probably within about a year or so after that, if I had to guess. Could be. I I, I don't know. I, I remember watching it. Like The first time I found it was probably around 11, 2011, 12. Not earlier than that, for sure. Not earlier than 2011. But it might it might have been made earlier than that. I don't know. Alright. So we, I think we both agree it's one of the greatest films. Yeah. As far as 27 minute uh, short films, it's it's among the best that I've ever seen. Good, good. Yeah, it's very it's very good. It's up there with uh, oh gosh, there was a David Lynch thing that just showed up on Netflix about a talking monkey or something. I don't remember, but I I think that's probably also very good. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I haven't heard of it. Uh, I haven't watched it. I just, you know, it looks it looks great. Um, okay, moving along. Uh, next item. Unless there's anything else about Brink 2 we should discuss, or are we putting a bow on Brink? I mean, we put six months into this. I don't know. Like... That's true. We have so much time and effort into, into the Brink the Brink tale. Um, I, no. I killed a hornet yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> How many? That is, you don't encounter wild animals in in scenarios often in your life. And you so a, a, a hornet. A fish pond? I do. All my fish are dead now. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're all dead. Probably because I put leaves in there as instead of having to like rake all the leaves so, up. So you don't like, you don't you know you don't see wild animals every day. Yeah, you don't see wild animals every day. So like you're not confronted with that feral terror. Mm-hmm. Of, of that experience so like the closest that you have to it is like a, a hornet or a wasp and so one got in my house and i oh. saw it out of the corner of my eye and i had I, I killed it uh, but it was like turning to like face me it was it was like it was squaring up with me and then my wife ran away and uh i murdered it and i threw it out of the house uh like with your hands or with like a fly swatter I have like a, a fly swatter where, so it's, you got, so a fly swatter has two sides, of course. One side is just sort of flat. The other side has little spikes. And so I took the spiky end and I, I hit it. In the air? Like, uh, no, it was perched against the window. Okay, okay. No, but I, it was a one, it was a one shot sort of kill. I knew that if I missed, then that would be a much bigger problem. So I, I intentionally tried to just knock it out with the first blow. I think I stunned it. And then a minute later, I found where it fell on the ground, and I, I finished finished the job. And it was twitching around and stuff. I'm sorry if this was graphic. I but it should have said that this was, you know. I don't tri- know why. Like, I didn't actually realize with the fly spotter that there was a spiky side, and uh, just kind of a, a flat. So, but, I, but like, if you, I feel like if you hit a yellow jacket with either side, it would just do the job. But you, it didn't even on the spiky side with you. You. It, so I couldn't tell if it was like death twitches or if me hitting it a second time kind of just did stuff. But um, it was basically done after the first hit. But I I invested in some like usually fly swatters are pretty like flimsy, like they have some give to them. This does not have any give. It's hard plastic with spikes, plastic spikes on one side. Maybe, that, maybe that's different than what I, yeah. 
Uh, I mean, I can grab it if you're if you're real curious. It's it's fine. Um, <laughs> get, yeah, good to know that they're out there. Yeah. So if you ever need advice, um, I'm I'm your guy. I was fully clothed. I had my hood up. Um, I didn't leave any skin exposed, and I, I took it out. I think I told you like like this was a while ago, but our cats would like it, like if we got a, like a bee in the house, which didn't happen often, but like it did happen. Mm-hmm. The cats would like chase after and like fuck with the bee. But like they never like <laughs> they never really killed it, and like this thing could easily you know like cats are good attackers, but like you know I mean if a bee if he gets a bee it's gonna sit under its like palm and like sting it you know these cats are right. so uh, <laughs> so I, I like I, I remember like I was late to work like specifically one day because our cats were chasing around like a wasp or a bee or yell I don't know and and like I had to like sit there and find like because you have to let it out like of a door and. Yeah. Well, trying not to let the cats out of the door. It was just, it was, uh, it was quite the morning. Uh, I, but I, you know, I didn't kill it. I didn't, yeah. have, the, I didn't have the bravery that you had. And, uh, my advice would have been to kill it. Yeah, I didn't. No, I didn't do that. But. My wife's, my, 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 the first thought that my wife had was, <laughs> what do we do? Do, do we trap it in a cup? And then <laughs> I was just like, well, what the hell do I do? What if I trap it? Because it was against a window. On the side of the house, so I don't know what the fuck we were gonna do if trapping I mean, with a cat. If you're trying to like preserve its life, because because like I I mean I in that that's that's great if you're trying to do that, but I mean you just put a piece of paper underneath the cup and you let it outside. Sure, and that I could see that working for like a spider, but not a hornet. Where I, I think you do it with a hornet? I think you do it with anything. As soon as it gets out of there, it's gonna be sufficiently pissed off to sting the shit out of you. They die. They're, they're, they only do that like when they need to like when they need to kill because they're dead. Like that's the, I mean no, also no not oh, hornets. No, no. Yeah, uh, I think wasps are the only ones who bite. Like hornets, yellow jackets. Well, they all like die after they sting. No, that's false. That's fake news. Oh my. <laughs> um, but my second point, and I don't think that's incorrect. My first point, but I'm sure I think you're. I'm at a computer right now, pal. Yeah. I can figure this shit out. <laughs> If you were to let this, like, that's something I would do. Like, if Greta wanted the fly to be caught, I'd, like, let it outside, and then it wouldn't come back and sting you. Let's, I'm looking this up right now. Okay. All right. Okay, here we go. Hornets are large social wasps. So social wasps. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of way. Yeah. Sharp stingers and powerful venom to capture prey and defend themselves. Unlike honeybees, which can only sting once before dying, hornets and their close relatives can deliver multiple stings in quick succession. Neener, fucking neener, neener. Do they die after that, though? I don't... I think... It's multiple stings. Let's see. Reason... Smooth... Okay, like true hornets, most... Oh, Okay. So hornets have smooth stingers, which gives them the ability to sting repeatedly. By contrast, honeybees have barbed stingers that ensnare the flesh of the predator, causing the entire structure, including the venom gland, to rip out of the bee when they pull out after stinging. That's awful. So they can just, yeah, hornets can just sting the shit out of you endlessly until they're done stinging you. And that's why you got to kill those motherfuckers. Okay. Fair point. You're right. I think you're right. Sorry. Yeah, I accept your I accept your apology. I, I appreciate you're a big enough man to admit when you're wrong. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs>
But yeah, I did that. So uh, I, I, I wish that you never encounter that situation. Uh, we left the door open for too long. We let the enemy into our home. And, uh, you know, Daddy Daddy Donaldson had to take care of business. Yeah, well, we don't have a – we live in an apartment, so. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and I, And there's not a day that goes by that I don't wish for more of your lawn care tips. But it may be a little while before we oh. get more. Yeah, well, I'll bring him back when I when next time. I'll bring him back. Sure. Um, I just have a couple more, a couple more items before we get into our meat and potatoes of our session here today. Uh, question, and this is sort of kind of skimming what it is that we're going to be talking about. Um, are you? What would you consider to be your your fandom uh, of the UFC? Um, I'm not really into it. Okay. Uh, I did watch the McGregor, uh, what's the most recent fight before all this took place. The UFC fight or the, not, not the Mayweather McGregor, you're the actual like mixed no, martial No, yeah, it was a UFC fight. No, not the Mayweather McGregor, but like, um, it was another big name. I can't remember. Like I said, I'm not a huge fan. Uh, I really, know what you're talking about, but I don't remember the other guy's name either. So, so, I mean, just to... <laughs> I talked about this fight for probably like, you know, good 20, 30 minutes after because I thought it was so fucking interesting. They do all this like build up to the fights. I think they do a lot of things, you know. Mm-hmm. They have like the, the preliminary fights. And, like, But that fight ended so, it ended in like 35 seconds. It was over. McGregor just went in and fucking beat the shit out of him like super quickly. And he did like this shoulder move. And it was, it was insane. Like, <laughs> If you haven't seen that, you might want to. But the because like I, the guy like uh, I got a, a text from my buddy. He's like, "Do you want to come over and watch the fight?" We like someone one of my friends paid for it, so we went there and watched. We paid like a hundred bucks for it. Yeah, and, like like it's on. It's thirty five seconds, and he just fucking takes them out. <laughs> um, it was a pretty it was a pretty interesting watch. Uh, but other than that, I'm not in the UFC now. <laughs> was that the only UFC event that you've ever watched? Uh, I had I have friends who are like into it and try to like you know watch it, but but none of them that are memorable enough for me to like recall. Like, yeah, I'm just not that into it. That's that's fair. Why would you say you're not like super into it? Just because it's like kind of expensive, or just well, like I mean, <laughs> like I'm just not like a big like like boxing or UFC or like that stuff in general is not like I mean yeah, that's why I'm on the wrestling. You know, like I've just never been into, like this any of this stuff and and. Uh, I think it's it's like it's too it's a little too dramatic with like the commentary and people are like getting like really into it and like I get it it's like it's not I mean they're fighting and it's cool I get why people would be into it but for me like I don't know I just prefer like baseball you know sure no that's fair yeah there was a time kind of like oh gosh when was it around 2007 8 9 10 somewhere in there when like everybody was big into UFC i want i want to say that like when U- UFC's peak was probably right around the time that like Texas Hold'em had its peak somewhat I'm recently very the Texas Hold'em just saying <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no okay yeah cuz there was yeah okay yeah yeah and like then i didn't I did not order the pay-per-view. I think I've ordered a grand total of maybe one or two UFC UFC pay-per-views. Uh, and I like I enjoy it, but um, yeah, it's not like something where I would make a, a regular habit out of watching that stuff. So yeah, like I like I wouldn't really watch. I mean, like if one came on and someone wanted, I'd, I'd, I'd tune in with them if they wanted to watch. But I'm never gonna drop a hundred bucks to watch a UFC fight. Like there's there's just I don't have that kind of interest. 
that sure. said, I, I will say, if you haven't seen the last one, that McGregor, because he had just come back from this whole, like, scandal and, like, you know. Like, right, he, he got arrested or whatever. Yeah, and, like, everyone kind of hated the guy. And then he just came out and just, with these, like, new sh- shoulder moves, like, just, <laughs> it was insane. There it was with the shoulder moves again. It almost did he, got, do a, did he do a leg up? He did not do a leg up. I was disappointed. That's, uh, that's, that's a I was ready to tell everyone how this is done and, like. <laughs> sure. Sure, but uh, no, no leg up. But yes, some some. I think I did. I think the night that that happened. Usually, if you go on Reddit, the night of a big UFC fight, somebody will post. Especially if it's like a thirty-second fight, someone will post it and be like, "Okay, exactly." And it was that was it was literally a thirty-second fight. Like the prelims were all like long and like drawn out. It was so boring to watch. Like I was like, I just want like thirty-second fight. And yeah, so yeah, you can see it on Reddit or whatever. But for sure. Uh, I will say, like most recently, I, I was one of those people who was, I was very interested in how the Mayweather McGregor fight was going to turn out, but I did not want to financially support either of those two people. Um, I agree, hundred percent. I tried to find a lot of like streaming sites that I could get it from, just because mm-hmm. I, I was just like you, know, I was curious to see how it would turn out. Yeah. I was never going to drop that kind of money to see it. Sure. But I like ran an Ethernet cord to my laptop from the just to see if I could like pretend. And it it cut in and cut out. It wasn't a great experience, but oh, but you found a stream to watch you, it on. You could find like so Reddit. Reddit's great for like sourcing like streams that you can like hop onto. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know whether they're you know legal or or not. Um, you can hop on to these streams that they post and they're not usually not great and they probably have a lot of viruses and stuff, but like <laughs> filter through that. But yeah, it, you know, I, I didn't see much, but I caught a little bit of it. Um, still would never pay the hundred bucks they were asking. Oh yeah. That was insane. I watched it via um, Instagram. Somebody was oh. not anyone I was friends with, but I just like browsed the different live streams on Instagram and somebody used to broadcast in the fight. I was like, fuck yes. And so like, that's how I watched the whole thing. Okay, so now that we've talked a little about UFC, you're kind of not super interested in it, and that's fine. You don't necessarily have to be, but I'm sure you've probably heard of a name, Ronda Rousey. Yes. Yeah. Have you ever seen her fight? uh, She was, I believe, in the prelims of this fight. But I've seen her fight. Uh, You're talking about the one that just happened with McGregor? Yeah, I feel like she was in a prelim on that. You're 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 wrong. You're you're hornet levels of wrong right now. She she <laughs> retired from mixed martial arts years ago. Um, Ronda Rousey. She's like the main UFC woman fighter. Yeah, like three or four years ago, she was. I you know what? It's it's completely fair that I might be wrong on this. I just thought she was in a, a fight. Maybe Her last fight like, was in 2016. I've done really research on this, pal. She, <laughs> She like politics now or something? Jesus, no, she's. <laughs> We're gonna talk about what she's been up to since, but her last UFC fight was 2016. Really? Okay, so I'm probably wrong. That's fair. Uh, you are I... wrong. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna send some links about who this was. It was not a big name. If it wasn't Ronda Rousey, it was the next big person. Chris Cyborg? I don't know. I don't. Women fighter. I mean, how many of them are that big in the in the sport of UFC, especially? Honestly, the only ones that I know are the ones that rouse that beat Ronda Rousey. So, like, I know Ronda Rousey, and I know Holly Holm beat Ronda Rousey, and then Amanda Nunez beat Ronda Rousey. Those are the only women UFC fighters that I know of. 
Okay. Um, that we'll, we'll continue, and then I'll just like I'll, I'll let you know who this was. Maybe you okay. Know. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's, maybe, it's, but probably uh, probably not. It's been a number of years since I watched that. But yeah, Ronda Rousey was like the biggest. Her yeah. and McGregor for a while were like neck and neck. Like these are the two biggest names. Period. In uh, in UFC mixed martial arts, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, she was a former UFC champion. She also was an Olympic medalist in judo. If you weren't already aware of that. No. Uh, no. I mean, I know uh, she's talented. Like I, I, but yeah, I don't. Oh. Yeah. No. She she was in the Olympics. She she didn't win gold, but she did did win bronze. And then she got involved in mixed martial arts in 2010. So that's kind of her her background. <laughs> Uh, she was a big wrestling fan. She's always been a big wrestling fan. She received the blessing of Hall of Fame pro wrestler Rowdy Roddy Piper to use the nickname Rowdy. So Rowdy Ronda Rousey. Okay. And so the armbar was kind of her main way that she would finish a lot of her fights, which is like a traditional judo submission thing. Uh, so she actually was undefeated for 12 fights in a row. Most of those fights were pretty quick, like under couple minutes at most and then eventually she lost to holly holm at the end of 2015 and then one year later she returned for her first fight after she lost and then she lost again to amanda nunez in 48 seconds and then she essentially unofficially retired from mixed martial arts at that point in time okay yeah yeah um so all those things happened so basically by the end of 2016 she was done with ufc and in 2018 that's when she debuted with the WWE at none other than the granddaddy of all, WrestleMania. Yeah, I picked this fight last night, right? We just <laughs> yeah, you you chose so you had two options. You had you had this one or Hulk Hogan, which Hulk Hogan will be next next episode. So this is the Ronda Rousey fight. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so she debuted at WrestleMania, which actually that match. This is not the match we're watching here today. Her her debut, but like honestly, most people consider that to be one of the better debuts of all time in terms of someone appearing to be somewhat seasoned and like she kind of held her own and clearly she you know from coming from a high level athletic black background she picked up everything pretty quickly um so she quickly after she debuted won the women's championship in the wwe uh this and then so there's this match against someone named becky lynch uh, who's an Irish Irish wrestler, Irish lady wrestler, uh, that was planned to take place in November of that same year, so November of 2018, with the women's champion of Raw, who is the undefeated Ronda Rousey, undefeated in WWE, that is, uh, fighting against the SmackDown champion, Becky Lynch. So nowadays, they have two different shows. They have their Monday Night Raw show and Friday Night SmackDown, and they each have their own champions in like separate rosters. Since WCW is not a thing anymore, they had to create their own competition somewhat. Yeah. So right around the time of this match, so we're going to be watching here today, the audience started to turn on Ronda Rousey. Not because of anything that she had done. Like, she wasn't explicitly being a bad guy wrestler. It was more because of the popularity of the person she was wrestling against, Becky Lynch. Um, So Lynch was the most popular performer in the company at this time. This match was originally going to be Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch. Many people, many fans wanted Becky Lynch to be in the top spot that Rousey was in. And there was a feeling that Rousey had not earned the position that she had been given. So people had sort of began to be like, eh, fuck her. She hasn't paid her dues, that sort of thing. So this person that she's fighting has been in here for a little while. 
Yes. She's yeah. been in pro wrestling for probably at this point over a decade and oh, been okay. in WWE for probably a good three to four years, if not maybe a little bit more. So you have an established person versus like the new kid on the block. And even though this person like this new person's like basically a celebrity and everybody knows them, it's like you have not earned the position that you were being put in at this time. So it's starting to gain the ire of a segment of the fan base. It's not like she's getting booed out of the building, but certain people are not oh, yeah. a fan of hers. Gotcha. Yeah. That's a good note. Uh, so actually, right before this match, so the week leading up to the match, Becky Lynch suffered an injury. Uh, and as a result, she was not medically cleared to wrestle. So she had to be taken out of the match. And in her place was Charlotte Flair. Wait, so so this whole time, Becky Lynch was the one who was supposed to go up against Ronda Rousey. Yes. That's where all this kind of, like, angst came from about, like, her not being... And then they switched them. Yes, for a legitimate injury. The injury was real. Oh. <laughs> like, so, so there was a big brawl. Okay, all right. There was a big brawl, like, so, like, they always have the Monday show and the Friday show, as we talked about, and then pay-per-views they always have on Sundays. The Monday before the Sunday night show, the Sunday night pay-per-view event, uh, Becky Lynch got punched in the face legitimately by a 300-pound woman. Like, not on purpose, but, like, it was a stiff fucking shot, and she got a concussion and (laughs) broke some bones in her face. So they were basically like, no, you can't wrestle this weekend. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. See, you just would never know this stuff by just watching them. Or do they, maybe they bring it up. I don't know. But like The reason I'm harping on this aspect of it is because it does play a factor into a lot of the buildup to the match. Not so much like if you just watch the match, like whatever. But I think it paints the match in a certain picture where you have to kind of know the backstory leading up to it. Yeah. Uh, so all this stuff happens. Becky Lynch, not cleared to wrestle, legitimately, actually hurt. Uh, and so to replace her, they put in Charlotte Flair, who you remember Ric Flair. I do remember Ric Flair. The, the dirtiest player in the game. Absolutely. The nature yeah. boy. Space yeah. Mountain. You know why they call him Space Mountain, Ryan Murphy? Did we, did we discuss that? Did we go over Space Mountain? Because he's the oldest ride in the park, but he's still got the longest line. That's nice. Woo! <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, no, I was, I was about to get there. So. Yeah, I, well, I was just giving you a little, little tap on the bottom so you get there a little bit quicker. So, Charlotte is the daughter of Ric Flair. So it's it's Ric Flair's daughter. Uh, she started wrestling in 2012. She quickly became identified as a natural talent just due to, like, she's super tall, very strong, and very athletic. So she just has all these physical tools that made her a natural to get into pro wrestling. Have I seen her before? No. Okay. We've like, not, I, would, not any, like, like, would I have seen her just, like, on outside of this? Oh, like, like is she a celebrity? Is that what you're asking? No, no, you would you would not have seen, I don't think. I highly doubt that you've seen Charlotte Flair in any capacity. I mean, as far as present-day pro wrestlers that maybe, I mean, you know John Cena. He's kind of a given. Uh, Roman Reigns is probably the next big star, and he that's a pretty far drop-off from John Cena. Okay. Um, okay, so she, Charlotte Flair, she uses variations of the moves and mannerisms of her father. So she uses the figure four leg lock and she does the woo taunt. So she's kind of like a female version of her dad. Does she spit on her opponent a lot? That, no, Ric Flair doesn't spit on his opponents very often. And nor I understand, she. but like you got to, I mean, 
Sure. A lot of people just spit on their fucking opponents, apparently. Apparently they do. She does not. I don't think she there's not. any spitting in this match, to my yeah. knowledge. So, okay. basically, at this point, that we're going to watch this. So, she's won over 10 titles in a relatively short career. So, she's like a 10-time champion, uh, which is a lot. It, I don't know if that seems like a lot, but it is. Uh, this match was positioned as kind of like a last-minute dream match. Like, oh, Becky Lynch is out, but we're going to put in Charlotte Flair. Um, so it was a dream match between the most dominant woman in UFC and the most dominant woman in WWE. So they're they're finally going to face off and, and get it on, so to speak. Mm. <laughs> uh, so Charlotte was kind of in a weird spot because she was positioned as a, as a good guy against Becky Lynch. And Becky Lynch became... The, the big time fan favorite, even though she was a bad guy when she was fighting Charlotte. And so Charlotte was in kind of this weird spot where she wasn't really getting cheered very much, but she was the good guy by default. And then in this specific situation, Charlotte was almost the good guy all over again because she was taking the place of the fan favorite Becky Lynch. I know that's very confusing. It's crazy. Do, does that make sense? <laughs> sort of yes I, I i get like the premise of it um so the person so basically before they turned on ronda rousey the fans turned on charlotte because charlotte was the one feuding with becky lynch and everyone was like we want becky yeah and, and so then she's they were like, yeah ron yeah like, we want her we want becky and then becky starts feuding with ronda rousey and they're like fuck ronda rousey we want becky and then when becky gets pulled they're like Hey, Charlotte's in her place. We're like, okay, Charlotte's the surrogate Becky, so now we like Charlotte. That yeah. that it's kind of weird, but that's pro wrestling in a nutshell. It's weird shit. Every every fucking match, there's like this huge long. You would never you never expect this backstory, but it always it always. Uh... I mean, for this, well, okay, just... yeah. Um, and then the last little bit of information I'll let you know. So this event took place in Los Angeles. I know you always are curious about uh, where these events are being held. So L.A. is also Ronda Rousey's hometown. So this is her homecoming to Los Angeles. Cool. And that's it. Any any questions before we uh, get too far into this thing? How did we get to this match? What do you mean, how do we get to this match? Like, what, what came... Did you you there I believe there's like two selections. Yes. It was Hulk Hogan, a Hulk Hogan match or was, this. But this was tied to the last was this tied to the last match somehow or no? No. This is just uh, I figured I didn't did you, want to be sexist and we hadn't watched a women's match. And so I was like, eh, hey, we should watch a women's match at some point. Did you know the backstory of this match or you just researched it after you kinda of looked into like the the peg? I mean, I knew I basically knew these things, but I had to kind of jot them all down for my notes. So it, if you would have asked me this last time we were recording, I wouldn't have been able to go into that much level of detail. But I, I knew the basic idea of like, oh, yeah, people are starting to turn on Ronda Rousey, but she's still technically a good guy, yada, yada, yada. I, I do remember watching this match live. Oh, uh, when was it? 2018, November of 2018. So just like a year and a half ago. Sure. What's that? Pay-per-view match? Pay-per-view, yep. Yeah. Survivor Series. Ah, all right. Pay-per-view. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. Any other questions around any of the, the backstory? Not that I, no. Do no. you detail the tape? Because <laughs> I don't have any of that. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just ready for this one. This is... All uh, right. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll we'll do it in just a minute. I guess before we get to that, you know what time it is. It's time for... Ryan's Corner! 
there's nothing more that I like than a fresh cut lager. I have, I have one. I have one. Hold on. A showing this? Yeah, I mean, it's. I just see a big white pad. You see this, Eric? Yeah. That's how much this was. So hold on. Before we get into this game, can you describe? Because again, this is not a video, a visual thing. I know you and I could see each other, but what is it that you're holding right now? Oh no. Um, let me see. Well, I can see you. I'm. That's not the. Pro- okay. This is a seat cushion, Eric. Okay. A white seat cushion. Okay. It's something that would sit on top of a cooler. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, that's about the size of it. Uh, made by. Uh, well, it was proudly assembled in the USA. That's uh, that. This is one hundred and four dollars. So that's a white seat cushion for it looks to be a large seat cushion for a large cooler. If I'm not it's mistaken, maybe, it seats maybe two, like maybe. That's a big cushion. This one. Say, how much did you say it was again? One hundred and four dollars. I wouldn't have guessed that. I wouldn't have guessed one hundred and four dollars for a white Would seat you cushion. Guess like maybe like twenty dollars. Um, I would have said. I mean, now it's hard to go back now. I, don't know. I would have said 45 because it's for two people. That would have been fair. Um, I really wanted to give like a big fuck you to whoever made this, um, but I can't find it. <laughs> I okay. thought it was a tag, so uh, I'll put it here. I, I'm returning it. This was supposed to be a fucking cooler seat cushion and have like a kind of a, a back, a backing okay. uh, for your boat, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. But you'd expect that based on the fucking picture that they posted up on their site. Yeah. But it's just a seat cushion. So just be honest. Is the fault, does the fault lie with you? Or does the fault lie with them listing an erroneous description? It's a great question. And uh, I'd love to get into that. Like, looking back on it, I could have read the description. Here's what happened. I got very excited for this product. Um, I went through and I looked back on it and like, yeah, it was like, it's a replacement seat cushion, but I'll just send you the link. The whole fucking picture is a picture of like a cooler, a seat cushion and the backing. So you you have a, you know, that's, that's the important part about it. Mm -hmm. If this had like at least a backing on it, so you could like, you know, kind of lean back on the, that would have been fine. You throw this on a cooler, great. Sure. But $104 for a seat cushion? That's what the pricing was so odd compared to the picture that I right. was sure I was getting like what I had paid. So I, I when I pulled it out, I thought it was gonna be a company. I wanted to, you know, throw them a, a big fuck you. Uh, sure. I'm I'm not, you know. But 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 you can't even find what company it was. I can't even find what company it was. Just proudly made in America. Uh, I have a I have a suspicion. Mm-hmm. You might be able to verify this suspicion. Yeah. So one thing that I have noticed, um, I noticed when when my when my marriage when my wedding took place. Yeah. That anytime you throw the word wedding or anything like that on top of something, it instantly becomes it, at least fifty percent more expensive. But I feel like the same is true anytime you attach boat to something. That that can be true. So I was I was very disappointed. Um, <laughs> now I have to go to like I have to go drop this off somewhere. Like everyone's closed right now, and I have to figure out how to return it. Uh, Where did you buy it from? 
I just bought it off Amazon. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So I, th- I think what we can really learn from this is never have a boat wedding because if you do, you're going to be paying out the ass for everything. Yeah. Um, they, I mean, yeah. I don't have much more. I just I that was that was gonna be my my last piece to this, and I couldn't even find the name of the company. So <laughs> you know what? It's uh, it's okay if you think if you figure it out afterwards. I'm sure it's listed on their Amazon description. So if you figure it out there, I mean, know. I sent them a message. I I didn't even review it. I was like, here's why I'm fucking returning your shitty product. I'm fucking returning your city, shitty product. Anyway, I want to move on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's let's yeah. move on to something happier. We'll go ahead. We'll take a quick commercial break. Um, I'll try and scrounge up a link to this thing, but this may be a WWE Network thing that folks would have to uh, to watch. But I'll do my best to post it on our Facebook and other social media uh, channels. Uh, we are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. And we're on just about every sort of, sort of audio streaming platform. So uh, thanks for listening. And after we come back from this break, we will be back with our thoughts on Ronda Rousey versus Woo Charlotte Flair. Well, the thing about Ronda Rousey, too, you knock off Charlotte Flair tonight, your legend just continues to grow here in WWE. Charlotte Flair, her legacy on the line as well. If she can knock off Rousey in a brawling start to this match. This is what Charlotte wanted to avoid. Seven-time champion knows exactly what to do to buy herself some some time from the Valley One. And then now Ronda Rousey and Charlotte is back. Why on earth? And that's riding Ronda into the steps. Are you kidding me? Why did you do that? I don't get this. Come on, let's do something. The match is over. Ronda Rousey, the kendo stick being broken over Ronda Rousey. All Rousey can do is cover up. Somebody's got to get control of this out here. We need help out here. We need help. Ronda Rousey is seriously hurt. We just saw Rowdy Ronda Rousey versus the great Charlotte Flair. Um, Anything you want to just start out by saying before we get to the notes? That was just a weird match. (laughs) (laughs) It was just, yeah. Um... Way I wouldn't I would not have thought that was what we were gonna watch at all. Um, but yeah, not bad, not a bad match. I've seen I've seen plenty of fucking terrible matches so far, and this was not one of them. Just weird, yeah. So yeah, it was it was weird in that it started as kind of just like your standard. It was it was definitely more uh, UFC type yeah. of match in terms of how the match was itself was conducted, and then all of a sudden it got real pro wrestling there at the end. It, it got extremely pro wrestling at the end. Uh, I mean, that's that's what you expect when you you know you think of pro wrestling. I think it's that's what you hope for. For, yeah. for me, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, and, and like you couldn't, I could, I could barely pick who I wanted to go with. Uh, I did. I mean, I, I made a call, but like it was, it was very hard. Like it could have gone either way. Sure, and you went with your heart. Uh, just so everyone is aware, Ryan, Ryan did did lose on this one. He did uh, predict Charlotte. <laughs> Although it was a moral victory that you that you acquired, I think. I think it was a moral and and uh, yeah, I think I lost. I like it was a technical loss, moral victory. Sure. 
Um, but in a way, I feel like I won again. There's been two matches. <laughs> in a way, I feel like I won again. There's been two matches where I feel like I should have. I can't remember what the other one was, but I, I think I the other one was uh, the Million Dollar Team versus the Dream Team, where Brett Hitman Hart was fighting for his brother who had died the previous day, and he just he, he a Million Dollar Man eked out a win at the at the very end. Okay, maybe it was. I, I have think to I think through. that was the other one that uh, uh, that you felt strongly about, but you were okay yep. with. Yeah. All right, so let's go to the notes. So as we noted earlier, it started out as more of a fight than a wrestling match. It definitely had sort of like a mixed martial arts feel to like kind of what they were doing. A lot of scrappy, scrappy fighting. Uh, Ronda Rousey's hair, I was a big fan of. Kind of looked like crop circles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she had her fight braids in. So what do they call it? Users have cornfields, but like cornrows is that? Cornrow. Corn and I said crop circle. You did say crop circle, but that's kind. Of, I, I'm just, uh, yeah. They're all they're all you know crop related farming based things. <sighs> yeah, um, but you're right. Yeah, she had it. Yeah. <laughs> you could probably do that. I bet you could. You could pull off the. Uh, the, the I tight, had my sister the trying to do it one time yeah, when I was I was a big Allen Iverson fan. Uh, wait, wait, is this real? I'm not kidding. Yeah, I, I it didn't it didn't go well. I just she did like little braids and um, my hair. Holy <laughs> shit! Allen Iverson braids when you were a kid. I try. I did not like accomplish, but yes, I did. I did see if I could like pull it off. And my, I had my sister do it, and uh, yeah. So I think your hair is long enough to pull it off now. Will Greta please do that? Uh, I'll talk to her. Okay. <laughs> oh, gosh. I would I would pay money. I would pay good I, money to see you with Alan Iverson. You know, I mean, yeah, it could be the next the next podcast. Like live. I mean, we could you know maybe do this yeah. one. You do know, a really video sh- component. Yeah, uh, I think people. That's what the people want to see. Is I, I mean, mean, hey, still in your twenties. Now's the time to try experiment, experiment, right? Yeah, yeah experiment mm-hmm. with hair shit. Um, how about when Rhonda got clipped in the mouth from that elbow? That was pretty brutal. That I mean, so I was. It, like, how often do you see things that are kind of, like, um, maybe unscripted? And you just, like, get really... Because that, that's that elbow to the mouth probably, like, ran right into her teeth, and she started bleeding from that. That's, like, that that looked bad. It did look bad. I mean, as far as how often that happens, not that often. I mean, most Which people... Is surprising. That's the thing. That's, that's the, the fact that it does not happen that often is with what they're doing is kind of surprising. Like... Mm-hmm. And and that was like a pretty nasty little like jab to the I don't know if it was intentional but like she got her yeah I I I mean I could be hundred percent wrong who knows but uh, it didn't seem like it was intentional I don't no, think she no. was even trying to elbow her I think it was just maneuvering in the middle of that submission hold and I mean Rhonda's not super experienced and like Charlotte she's pretty experienced but like at times she can get a little a little wild a little sloppy um, not often but you know overall she's pretty good overall but. Uh, yeah, I don't think that was an intentional thing, but she was definitely bleeding from the lip afterwards. That's what I thought too. Yeah, but it was still like it was. Uh, I mean, it was. I mean, she was obviously bleeding. That probably hurt a lot. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I would expect that that was probably unpleasant. But I would also assume that an Olympic level judo- judoka and uh, former UFC right. champions probably caught their right. fair share of elbows. So. Sure. That, I, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Let's see here. Uh, you really liked when Charlotte kicked Ronda when she was standing up on the top rope. You really enjoyed that. I did like it. I thought that was a, a, a that is a move based on experience. She had no 
get she had no right to be up there. And she just like <laughs> right there, right in the ankles. That's I mean, like you don't need anything like too like you don't need anything too much right on that move. You just need to like chop them right at the ankles, get them off, and like that's it. They either fall backwards or forwards, and they're down. Like what? More people should do that. I like how ordinarily you tend to skew towards the very fancy moves, but in this match, you really seem to appreciate sort of the basic, like, why wouldn't you just kick their legs when they're standing up on the top rope? We see this all the time, right? Someone, like, let, some, like on their back, and they're like, oh, my God, I hurt, so I'm hurting so much. And, like, the other guy is jumping up onto the third layer, sitting on top of the, on the stand, and, like, no one has gone to that. that word today, turnbuckle. Turnbuckle. I'm going to remember. Okay. Someone's <laughs> hopping up onto the turnbuckle, and no one's like just, all you got to do is tap them on the ankles and throw them off balance. That's a simple, like, you're tired. You just got to get them off. Like, that's a great move. A solid fucking wrestling move there. And that's when I kind of was like leaning towards her as, uh, sure. yeah. So. I feel like you'd make a great pro wrestling manager. Your, your insight into, you know, the most effective wrestling moves, I think, would be invaluable to any young up and coming performer. Call me. <laughs> We'll get you Ryan's cut. Anyone who's listening, just tweet tweet us at Hardmark Podcast. We'll get you in touch with Ryan. Anyone who needs some management in the pro wrestling game. Uh, let's see. There was the moonsault, the big moonsault off the top rope. That's the backflip where uh, Ronda countered by putting her boots up. So Charlotte ate some boot. Um, then there was the bit where Ronda was like shouting at the crowd, like, ah, I'm from here. You guys should all like me. And then she immediately got speared by Charlotte. Yeah, oh, was that when she got, like, taken kind of clothesline? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was, was like a, a tackle, running tackle. Was, yeah. That was another just solid clean hit. I mean, that the one takes a little bit more, I think, effort. Like, it's just not a – but just power move, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was just clean. It was it was well done, well executed. Let's see here. We got some shitty-looking punches from Ronda Rousey. We had some <laughs> chops that were significantly better-looking from Charlotte. Uh, right around this point, that's when there was the Let's Go Charlotte chance, uh, where you could tell that officially the crowd had kind of migrated over to being anti-Ronda Rousey when they were kind of more split earlier. Yeah. And then and then that led to the, the finish of the match, which was Ronda Rousey charging Charlotte. Running across the <laughs> – just in a full-on sprint, yeah. The, yeah, around the ring, really. And yeah. then guess what Charlotte had waiting for? A fucking kendo stick. Do you know what a kendo, kendo stick is? I'm glad that you asked. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. the, just to, to lead off with this, there is no fucking reason that there should have been kendo sticks underneath the wrestling ring. Let's just get that out of the way right now. There's she no, got it? Yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she just pulled them out from under the ring. There okay. were two of them. Again, no, I guess you could say maybe she planted them there thinking she might use them. But like, yeah, that's that's the extent of it. But uh, it's basically like a practice sword that people in martial arts use if they're practicing sword fighting. It's it's bamboo. It's strips of yeah, bamboo, okay. strips of bamboo um, together. And they like will compress and pinch when they when you hit somebody with them. So it like stings like hell. But it doesn't do any like significant damage. It's just it's more cosmetic and like a really really sharp pain. Is this like a thing you might do? Like if like you your buddy said like a like a you're like I'm gonna just like I'm gonna get the stick. I'm gonna hit you over the back as hard as I can. See how like painful it is, kind of thing. Like it's not gonna do any real damage, but it's gonna hurt a lot. 
it'll leave like a welt, um, like especially if you get hit multiple it, times. And it's supposed to break because it broke, right? Like it was in like shards by the time it, it did. Yeah, and so actually, I'm glad that you brought that you're so interested in this topic because you'll never <laughs> guess what Eric has right here. That's right, it's a fucking kendo stick. I've had oh, this for like yeah. ten years. Wow, wow. And I have been hit by it several times. It's been a little while, but I have been hit by it but i i have hit people and i have been hit and like people were using like pretty full swings and like mine is not broken into shards so either you have to hit somebody real fucking hard with it or um well, well so let me say, let me say, like i mean it's i guess it probably depends on who's hit like did someone's like you you said you've been hit by it right yeah like were, did they take a full on like just crack at it or were they like uh I've been hit, and, and like, granted, this was this was more of an activity when me and my friends were bored in our early 20s. I'm sure yeah. some of the folks listening to this will remember those days in the Bothell apartment. But uh, I think there was a couple points where I got hit with, like, 75 80% strength baseball that's, swings to the yeah, back. That's a, that's a hit. <laughs> you, you definitely feel it. Um, but, again, it's not going to do any, like significant damage to you it's just going to be cosmetic and it's going to hurt and it'll be pretty tender for a day or two is it is it like hollow inside yes it's yeah it's hollow i don't know how let's see i'll try and put this up to the camera here but uh, you can kind of see it's like different wedges like these are four separate oh, pieces okay yeah yeah, yeah. And they flex but they'll like also pinch when they when they hit you with something so um but yeah it's completely hollow it's just the four bamboo kind of slats that, that make up and then of course it's kind of uh, attached here at the top interesting okay yeah so that's a kendo stick is the official term it's also informally within pro wrestling known as a singapore cane so there have been singapore you, cane matches sorry do you have one because you're a wrestling fan or was this something else that like brought you to this uh a friend of mine gave it to me as a birthday present uh years ago because i was wrestling is it is it like a part is like affiliated with wrestling though like is that like oh yeah yeah, it's a very commonly used weapon in pro wrestling it started like the late 90s uh i think there was there was a wrestler called the sandman maybe eventually a watch he he always brought a kendo stick with him to the ring so you can like use a chair but if you use a fucking kendo stick or like you know that's like immediately you can't use a chair chairs are illegal as well Oh sure, okay, yeah. I mean, she just like had one against the, her neck. What they call like a like a trachea shot? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're skipping ahead, but yes, there was a. Well, that was illegal. That was after the match ended. Already. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was yeah. But I, all weapons, any foreign objects from outside of the ring, those are technically illegal. You you cannot strike someone with a weapon. This is why I'm like, this is she was disqualified like immediately. You yeah. brought it up. I was like, what? Like, I thought they were going to... Like, then she brought her back into the ring to keep fighting, but, like, she was disqualified immediately. So, like, I, I've seen these matches go on and on with, like, stuff outside the ring that's, like, no big deal. Like, this is the first time that I've, like, oh, like, that's it. Like, we're going we're gonna to cut the match out. Like... Well, I think this is the first time you've seen a weapon involved. No, there's been, like, chairs. Like, people use, like, like tables and stuff. Like, like I mean... Uh, yeah. Bit on people. Are a little bit different. Now, that's, like, a felony. <laughs> yeah. So some of that, because I remember the Naito Omega matchup had some table stuff. Uh-huh. Japan operates a little bit differently where the rules don't really apply outside of the ring, but you can't bring weapons into the ring. 
Like it's it's kind of more different. In WWE, it's basically like no weapons unless it's a match where weapons are allowed. I don't know. They called it awfully quickly. <laughs> it took us one shot, one shot with that uh, vicious kendo stick, it and did. it was game over. Mm-hmm. Um, what'd you think of how beat up Ronda? Ra- I, I, in my notes, I put the passion of Ronda Rousey. Yeah, she, she was, was like, like, she got her ass kicked. She, like, I mean, so like, yeah, the elbow, which was obviously that was that was pretty, that was a good one. Um, but like, I mean, you're right. Like, she she was bruised up, but I didn't really catch a lot of like the bruising on your back or on her back. You were talking about. I saw like one on her arm, and like yeah. her chest looked kind of like like. It didn't really like bruise, like allergic, like it just like uh, like blotchy. I don't know. She that was from the chop. So her it chest been, was yeah. was it could, you could see the finger marks from her getting chopped in the chest. That, that could have been what it was. Yeah, her legs were bruised and cut up from the kendo stick. I think the problem was because ordinarily, like if you're taking one of those shots, you want to try and kind of like lay still, and then people can kind of protect you a little bit like if i was to hit you with a kendo stick which nothing would please me more what i would probably have you do is have you like lay down and then i would try and hit the head of the kendo stick on the ground so as to make minimal contact with your body uh you mean like kind of on the other side yeah yeah yeah. so i'd like yeah 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 like a steel chair like i try and minimally hit your body with the chair but mainly hit the ground on the other side of your body with it yeah me but what the where ronda rousey went wrong and i think it's because it fucking legitimately hurt her is because so she started in one position and then she would roll into different spots. And so it was impossible to like measure when you were hitting her. So like one shot would be to her back. The next shot would be to her arm. The next shot would be to her leg because she kept like wiggling everywhere. And it was like, you couldn't protect her in that scenario. I, I would, I would accept getting hit with that stick. If that's a, if that's a thing I would, I would, I would try it. I would totally try it. It looked like it did hurt, but like, immediately when this first happened i was like that's a fake stick that's not gonna hurt at all like like that it's just some like but like you're right like it did like i mean they there was bruises on her for sure within Uh, just a matter of like two or three minutes you could see visible welts on on her arms and legs from it and anyone (laughs) who's been hit with this kendo stick like again it's not going to seriously hurt you, but it fucking sucks in the middle of it. So I, I can I can vouch. And next time, once this whole thing's over with, yeah, uh, I will give you the opportunity. Um, yeah. necessarily yeah. have to be for me. Maybe my wife will do it. Uh, we'll we'll take we'll take a shot at you on whatever Tony part. Tate, you're about Tony Tate, let him fucking do it. Wait, who? Tony Tate. What you want to get hit with a kendo stick from Tony Tate? <sighs> Think about what you're saying. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I would okay if you want to do that. That's fine, but like well, I would. Fuck I don't. I don't think there's going to be that much of a difference between like if you hit me and Tony Tate hit me with that. I just Tony Tate popped in my fucking head right here, and now, <laughs> uh, yeah. I but I I think if I do it, I want someone with the most like, just the guy who could just swing it, and I could be like, yeah, I really got hit with that someday, uh, which I think would be Tony Tate. That guy can. I play golf with him. That guy can. You know so. I will message him. I will. I if you can sleep on it, I'm not going to lock you into this right now. But if you're willing, yeah, let, me sleep to, on, let me sleep on it for sure. Um, don't like, don't yeah, you know. I would say it's not so. And then no, this is kind of a, a backtracking to previous episode conversation. But I've told you about the Hofbra House, right, where you get um, swatted when you order a shot. 
Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Candlestick's not altogether that much different of an experience than that. Like I would say they're pretty similar overall, even though they're hitting you with like kind of a, a wooden board there. It's it's fairly it's fairly similar in terms of the sensation. Yeah, I feel like we used to do that stuff like like this wasn't even in our twenties, like maybe like teens, like stuff to like you know, like but like it's been a long time, you know, I'm almost thirty, I need like you know, like, I have to get hit with something like that. So um True. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, and then we have the bit with the steel chair where uh, Rousey had her head in the chair. Charlotte stomped on it. Damage. No, yeah, we... trachea damage. The most uh, the most deadly of all damage. And then finally, it all ends with with Ronda Rousey being boo boo faced as she leaves with everyone booing her. That was fine. I didn't really get. I, I thought the match was more interesting than her leaving. I know you like had some interest in that, but like, so. The the bit of the reason why I have interest in that, and we can kind of get to your ranking and, and kind of things like that in just a moment, but I wanted to tell you, so actually this is very topical. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had planned on watching this match before all this happened, but literally within the past week of us recording this, this is not going to be so topical by the time it makes air. But there was an interview that Ronda Rousey did with uh, Steve-O from Jackass on his mm-hmm. podcast within the past week. And so... When he was talking to her about her time in WWE, so she hasn't wrestled for about a year or so now. Um, Here's what she said about her time in WWE. So I'll just read this verbatim and then we'll get your thoughts afterwards. So it's just like, what am I doing it for if I'm not able to spend my time and energy on my family, but instead spending my time and energy on a bunch of fucking ungrateful fans that don't even appreciate me? I love performing. I love the girls. I love being out there. But at the end of the day, I was just like, fuck these fans, dude. I love WWE. I had such a great time. I love all the girls in the locker room. Running out there and having fake fights for fun is just the best thing. I love choreography. I love acting. I love theater. Yeah, I mean, is that why you were so into like the ending of it? Yes. You saw okay. Yeah, maybe. So- when I watched it live for the very first time when this originally aired back in November of, of uh, 2018, I felt bad for her because it was clear like she took a pretty significant ass kicking and then was expecting a big hero's welcome from her hometown. And then she did not get that. She was clearly being booed. And I feel like that is that's the moment where her experience in WWE started to sour because she never recovered from that. They had to basically officially turn her into a bad guy shortly after this happened. And so that's when kind of everything fell apart for her. So here, okay. I know nothing about any of this, um, but let me, let me, when you go to like a, like an event, they will do stuff like, and this is what I've always thought about W. I, I always feel like the crowd's like kind of in on it. Uh, like kind of, you know, you hear which way it's going to go and like, but like they have something up there. It's like, okay, now we're going to get riled up or like, sh- like stop, you know, like kind of calm down. And they do these little, th- and that's like, like a talk show, like with the applause no, sign like up on the, yeah, like up on the, like the big screen. Mm-hmm. They'll have like, you know, sh- like kind of calm down or like get riled up now or like, boo or like they'll do all this stuff and they like they engage the fans in that way and the fans react to it always uh, and like mariner games or like and usually oh, sure. it's, it's your home team versus you know whatever but i just yeah. i i have a, i don't know like for that to be a real thing where they were like like they were just not engaged in their hometown wrestler that's odd like i don't, I don't know like maybe maybe they weren't but 
They, I mean, clearly they weren't. You, you saw her face. You could hear the booze. You could hear them chanting "Thank you, Charlotte" towards the end but of that match. We should think of it as like part of the show, like you know, and like well, maybe. I can tell you, there's no sign prompting them to do any of these things. <laughs> so, so it's just people basically saying, "We don't really care about you, Rhonda. We prefer somebody else." And I, and I think she was just pissy about it. That, I mean, that could have been, I, I, you know, and I don't know, like, I don't know how to gauge her reactions outside of like a wrestler. Like, so maybe she what did look upset. That was just my initial, like, you know, thoughts going into it. I was like, oh, sure. Like, but, yeah. um, you know, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, she, she got her, I mean, she got hit with a stick and then she got like, <laughs> trachea. like, I mean, she, like everything that could have gone wrong, like went wrong for her. So, um, a lot of trachea trouble. Yeah, uh, a lot of that stuff. But uh, but yeah, I just I thought it was interesting how like this interview literally just happened right as we were going to. Yeah, this. I mean, that, that, no, fair enough. I, and like there that's making the rounds right now in like wrestling news circles. Like there's a lot of people pissed off about it. There's a lot of wrestlers who are pissed about her saying uh, what was the line again? Running out there and having fake fights for fun is just the best thing that pissed off a lot of wrestlers because yeah, yeah. it's like even though. Technically speaking, she's not necessarily wrong calling it fake fights. Saying that is very demeaning to a lot of oh, people sure, who sure. have been who ha- who are wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. And they'll point to people who've been like seriously injured or paralyzed or even killed wrestling and be like, like it's not a fake fight. This is some this is different. You need to be more respectful about it. And so there's yeah. even been some female wrestlers who have said, if you ever come back to WWE, I'm going to fight you for real. Ooh. And so we'll. See- See how that plays out. Can't, we'll let that me plays. know when that happens. I, I, after this match, I'd be down to see that again. Yeah. All right. That was, that was uh, yeah, it was good. Good, good match. So uh, let's go ahead. Let's get to our list here. So what are we thinking here? Are we thinking top, top area? I think it'd be in the top area. I'm just trying to figure out where to put it. Um, I think this could be, I, I did, I, I enjoyed the match, especially like the twist at the end. It was, it was, um, it was unexpected. It keeps you engaged in like what's going on and like, you know, today's did wrestling. You take, did you take notes like you said you were going to? Um, on. On previous matches. So I wouldn't have to remind you about I, what I happened. Saw, I saw that you sent me the, the match. So yeah, I, I didn't. <laughs> Shocking. But no, I, what, what I, what I want to do and like that, that'll help what you sent me, but like, it's just like kind of chalk it up and just see like a, a quick, like, you know, no to jot my memory on. Oh, yeah. You know, it would be a, a amazing idea hmm. if you, if, as soon as we're done recording, if you did that with this match and then you could start that process. That's and true. I could talk do that. Do that. Yeah. Throw an Excel sheet, pivot table it. Yeah. I think I know where I want to put it. I think I do. Okay. What are we thinking? Hmm. I think no. No, I'm trying to. Okay, I think I would put it assault like a trying to debate five or six. Um, I think I'd probably put it maybe six. Okay, so it could possibly go go either way. It wasn't. It was just like there wasn't a lot of like substance to it. It was just a good. It was a good match, though. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't bad. So yeah, so number five, just to set the stage for everybody who may not necessarily have the list in front of them, which is probably everybody listening. Uh, number five currently is the Dream Team versus the Million Dollar Team. Number six is Hulk versus Macho Man. Uh, number four is Andy Kaufman and Jimmy Hart versus Jerry Lawler. So that that's kind of the area that we're thinking in. 
I'd have to go back. Hulk versus Macho Man. Where do you think people would put that? Would they people regard that like highly? Who like let's just let's like just ask. Me. I, 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 um, I think that they would look at the story of Hulk Hogan versus Macho Man as being like a super super important and a really really well done story. The yeah. match itself, I don't think is is one that people talk about all that often. Okay, okay. I don't want to, you know shit on anybody here like yeah no wrestling fans <laughs> would be all over you if you uh were to to disparage it i mean, yeah. I mean looking through the list i mean rick flair versus sting is real low that's one that that i expected to be much higher um that's the only one that i think is glaring i i have my own personal sort of homer opinions where i, I was hoping that Dream Team versus Million Dollar Team was going to be higher on our list, but um, that's not a common wrestling person opinion. That's just me um, yeah. being a, a, a youth. Yeah, like I said, I have to like kind of i i i'll I think you took a picture of the list, so I, I can go back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did. I, can I will take make a new one. So what are we thinking? The priority on my next. I'll, I'll go through them and I'll kind of like get a snapshot and we'll go from there. But yeah, is, I mean, do you think is that? In your opinion, where would you where would you put this one on this list? This isn't this isn't my list. Don't ask me that. The too high, like is it? Um, your what what number are you thinking? Number five, the new number five. I think I put it. Yeah, well, I think it was a five or six. It was. It might have been five. Yeah, give, give me. The, <laughs> I I no, I I did. I put it. I put it in between Hope versus Macho and Dream Team okay. versus. Yeah. Okay. So, so six. But, um, I think. I think that's appropriate. I think that there's a couple of matches in here that just like Kaufman and Hart versus Lawler. I think I think because of the comedy involved in that one, that one's like a weird in a weird spot. But I mean, it is what it is. We're not going to adjust it. It's it's just in its spot that it's in. I um, fondly remember that match. Like I, I yeah. So I think that match was a perfect example of how wrestling at it at its best in the eighties was how you can do so much with so little, like you can just tell such a good story, but not, you're not doing flips. You're not physically doing all that much. You're just telling a fun story through. You, you do some, you, yeah, no, you do some like storylines or maybe even some flips, whatever. Like you can start on number <laughs> right. one. I mean, just give me a good match. You know, yeah. Like, or hit them with sticks and break their trachea. Yeah, one of the yeah, two. No, I mean, like a good, a good twist. Maybe, you know, yeah, a twist. Yeah. Uh, okay, so number six then. We've got our new number six. Yeah, put a number six, yeah. What have we All done? Right. The 12? That is number 12, yes. We are, we are 12 through our list of the top 100 matches of all time. Um, so that's <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> We're making a lot of progress there. Um, I don't know if this is going to be good news or bad news for you. Yeah. But I did, I did come up with something, and I'm actually surprised you didn't bring this up. Um, I have a numbered episode involved... Uh, to to watch our our first death match. It's great news. Why would that be bad news? Because I think well, that the number might be higher than you. What do you mean? Yeah, that's okay. You've so numbered this, it very low, haven't you? So this was twelve. Mm-hmm. Thirty. My fucking god. <laughs> Thirty. I don't I, understand. No, no. You can okay. I don't understand why this is as a part of wrestling. Death matches are not like high. This is what the people want to see, especially people who are not wrestling fans. I am shocked that you put this so far down on your priority list, and I'm a little offended. We need to build to it. We need to <laughs> generate anticipation for for 30, episode thirty. Yeah, thirty, not twenty. 
no. So okay, let, let me let me paint this tea in this picture. So let's say that we would have already seen a death match. I'm gonna paint away. I'm the Picasso of this painting right now. Let's say we had already seen a death match. Would that kendo stick and steel chair thing made is significant of an impression on you as it did had you already seen a death match my absolutely guess is absolutely it would eric absolutely. <laughs> all right okay. i don't have any biases towards any previous matches that i've seen okay it's clean slate every time clean slate ryan murphy if only you had room for more nicknames but unfortunately you're all fold up death match murphy like bring it <laughs> death match murphy uh exactly death match murphy <laughs> Jesus. All right. But yeah, 30, I'm pretty sure I will revisit the list, but I'm pretty sure 30 is we will watch just so I'm 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 like Babe Ruth. I'm calling my shot right now. Episode 30. We're not just going to watch one match. We're going to watch the entirety of the King of the Death Match tournament. I mean, COVID will be a thing of like years ago at that point. 30, 30th match. How fucking far in? This has been like, I can't believe this is 30 episodes out. Well, it's only not thirty more, oh, just thirty goodness. in total. Like, we're, we're halfway there. We're halfway there. About, we've been we've been almost a year in, right? Like we started last July. Going at a quicker pace now, though. Oh, okay, we're, sure. We're moving yeah. at a quicker pace. We're doing it in, once every two, three weeks. Okay. Oh, it's thirty. You you were lollygagging for a while. This this is going to incentivize you to to you know <laughs> make time. Okay. All right. Yeah. You always have to, you know, dangle that carrot on the string. I'm just so to your decision, but like, you know, I what can I do? I'm just the talent. You can respect it. That's what you can do. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else before I wrap it up with an Eric's wisdom tree? No. Go for it. All right. I then I will. Uh, Eric's wisdom tree. Uh, I know that we're all so hungry, thirsty for entertainment in this day and age. I'm just going to give everyone out there. Quick piece of advice. Don't bother watching Westworld. Greta. Watching what? Westworld. Why does, why does Eric want to fight with me every podcast show? <laughs> Did you catch that? What? what did she, okay, she can't really say that she enjoys Westworld. Nobody can enjoy that show. This season, though? Hey, I'm watching this season. Hello. Uh, <laughs> I, I watched. I gave it. An entire first season. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch each episode. I'm going to give it my full attention. But oh my God, that shit's so pretentious. It's so boring. Like, I just... Ugh. And I couldn't bring it upon myself to get through a second and now a third season of it. Listen, I was with you. I finished the first season. And then I didn't bother with the second season. I'm like, I don't get it. I thought it was pretentious, too. I thought the acting was kind of soap opera-ish. But I binged the second season in like a week in the preparation for the third season... And it's it's kind of filling a void that like Game of Thrones like totally left and just blew wide open, you know. But did you like season two? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You did. Yeah. And I kind of already put out my wisdom tree. I don't know if I can renege on my. Sorry, oh, sorry. Just don't fucking worry about. No, it. just cut this part out. Just put death match on episode three. So fuck. It's... Eric has no like sight. Just. Yeah, Sidebar, his vision be. is all wrong. Don't, don't worry about it. Don't watch Westworld. It's a waste of time. It's, it's, gonna, <laughs> it's 10 hours of your life. You're never going to get back. And that's only season one. Oh. Um, yeah. Anthony Hopkins I, is great, but the rest of them is just boring. It's just monotonous. This science babble. 
She's starting to agree with you. No! But hey, maybe season two is really good, so it's your fucking funeral if you decide to watch it. Anyway, uh, anything, anything, Ryan, uh, worth mentioning before we wrap it up? No, I, I think we're good. I'm okay. This has been again. It's a three-hour fucking podcast. Like this is insane. I'm uh, starving. I messaged you at four thirty saying I'm good to go, and it felt like every time I would then message you saying, "Hey." Are you on Skype? It would be like 10 minutes before oh, I'm, gonna, oh, I'm downloading was, it. It was, was ridiculous. Trying. Communicating with you is the hardest part of this whole fucking show. <laughs> like, like I have to wait like a day between correspondences with you. If I send you something, like I, it's literally a 24-hour turnaround before I know that you're not dead. Yeah, well, I mean, that's not my... Sorry. But I, but yet I still love you, and that's why we're doing our quest to the death match for episode thirty. Yeah. So, with that said, everybody, Ryan Murphy, the talent, the man of a thousand compliments, the soul skater, the mater dia match drama, the Tampa Bay topsider, the living painting, death match Murphy is saying <laughs> adios, and I'm saying, on behalf of the Hard Mark Podcast, if you're not hard, you should probably get hard, and once you get hard, try and stay hard. Take it sleazy, everybody. Neener, fucking neener, neener.